0: Melissa, Melissa, Melissa. Let's get this podcast going. How are you?
1: I'm okay. I'm very tired. Uh I picked up an extra trivia night gig this week and I'm yeah. working overtime at my day job. So Ooh. don't have a lot of energy left. I have the energy for this podcast, and then I I'm crawling into bed. C-
0: crashing after that. I know the there feeling. I I I I had a hard crash today. Like, every so <laughs> often, like, my body would just completely shut down. It's like, what, you're, like, you're sleeping. Like, forget everything else. You need to just stop and sleep. And I did that. I had to wake up and get an energy ring to get, like, back up and moving. I was only asleep for, like, an hour. But I woke up mm-hmm. with, like, sleep boogers in my eyes and everything. Oh, like, gosh. I was out. I was out. Wow. Um, so. Yeah, I I I know that exhausted feeling. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you mentioned the trivia night thing that you picked up mm-hmm. yesterday. How has the the trivia night stuff been going?
1: It's been going well. I think we, my main venue is starting to get more teams. Thank goodness, That's cool. we are. In a small event space in a larger restaurant, and we are often overlooked. I don't think people know we're in the basement there, but gotcha. now it's finally working. We get like 10 teams per week, which is, uh, I think, the average across the whole trivia company I work for. So I've reached average, and I'm accepting that as a win.
0: Thumbs up. I someday I hope good. to
1: reach above average. <laughs>
0: You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Uh, we are recording on a Thursday night because, like you said, you picked up an extra mm. shift for the trivia night stuff. So I'm g- glad that has been going well. It mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of fun. Um, my week has just been a lot of like catching up on comics and TV shows and, and stuff like that. So I, I I that's kind of all I have to talk about. Yeah, this week stuff I've been watching. Uh, which we'll get into in a l- little bit here, but if you guys did not know, this is number two hundred and twenty-two of the Whatnots oh, Captain's man. Log. Yeah, two two two. What a good we number! We should
1: have planned something, uh, some sort of a palindrome activity,
0: right? Palindromes are always my favorite podcast numbers. They're just good numbers for some reason. Solid. And it's one of those angel numbers, or whatever. Yes. I'm not sure um what 222 two, two is supposed to represent or anything like that but <laughs> i, I know, don't know people like when they see numbers they're they're like that they're just like oh that means something and they know what it means but not this guy not me yeah
1: like <laughs> this this must have some significance like yeah. if i i read a book about something magical this number would make a magic thing happen but today it's just like Well, look at it. This has happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to all of us. We're like the calendar is some auspicious date, but it's not a date you can really celebrate in any way. Like I remember when it was June 6th, 2006, when it was 666. I'm like, what a big important day. You only get one of these like once every hundred years. But it's like, what do I do on that day? I think I went to Blockbuster
0: hey what a great way to celebrate Didn't even read the a devil movie the i think beast. i
1: watched i think i watched the producers <laughs> I, I should have gotten the omen or something
0: something like that uh yeah like i said this is number 222 of the What whatnot's captain's log where every week we mm-hmm. thirst for the taste of legend my name is kyle springer and i am joined by melissa wilkinson Yes, Melissa. Have you been up to anything else this this week? Have you have you got plans for the Super Bowl at all? Did any kind you? of excitement? No, <laughs> none. Why ask
1: me? I don't, it's no, just it's, it's, it's a do. thing to say.
0: I don't know. Maybe you're go, going over to someone's house to eat snacks and watch the commercials.
1: I I am going I over to my parents' house. Uh, I'm gonna watch the puppy bowl with my mom and i said then dad can watch that football thing and mom says that's so funny you say that whenever you're coming over to the house your dad always tells me what's her name's on the way over
0: (laughs) (laughs) there you go you've been you've been it is 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 that a demotion right like just (laughs) what's her name She'll be over here. Her, yeah.
1: I don't. It's, it's my privilege. It's the only girl in the family. I guess. I don't. My, my six-year-old niece isn't gonna hike over there by herself. It's, it's
0: just me. At, at, at least they're they're they've they've not uh gone gigante- the yeah your child will be over here. Yours. <laughs> yeah, your I'm child. I'm not responsible
1: for. Her. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna watch puppies with my mom. I'm not. I have made it. I want to start making an attempt to understand sports better. Like I was last okay. time I was over to my parents' house. My dad had a football game on. I'm like, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to look at the screen. Sure. I'm really going to try and follow it this time. And it's just soup to me. It's just motion and <laughs> shapes. Like I really can't make sense of it. I'm like, dad, how do you do this? How did you learn this? And I realized like Super Bowl one, Happened when my dad was like ten years old, so like he go. was able to get on the get in on the ground floor the ground of floor, not yeah. football, but like t- televised football. Football is like a communal entertainment activity, and it's not wow. like there's mythology that I have to learn. I don't have to know like everything the Chiefs have ever done to like watch a game, <laughs> but I still look at it like I'm lost. I'm I'm unmoored in a sea. But I I wish I knew. I wish I knew better. So I'm going to go over there. We're just going to eat like soft pretzel bites and dip. And I'm going to try and look at it real hard.
0: There has to be YouTube videos out there of like. I want to look it up. Beginners.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. For for beginning viewers. Like I'm not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what I'm looking at on screen. I want to do this for every sport. Also, I don't know how to play poker. Sure. Uh, and that's something I could do because I don't have to move to play poker. But when I see it in a movie, when somebody flashes some cards, it's like, boy, I don't I don't know from context clues if those cards are good. And I wish I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the 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 I mean, I, I've mentioned plenty of times here now that I'm trying to get into F1 and understand all mm-hmm. the ins and outs of. That stuff. But yeah, that is a a sport that I have like I've I went into like watching some of that stuff with no knowledge whatsoever. Um, And I I feel like I'm getting caught up, which is okay.
1: so you, you tell me now if I am watching F1 on TV at Buffalo Wild Wings, what's happening on screen? What am I looking for? Do they just go real fast? Do they go in a straight line? Do they go in a circle?
0: They definitely do go very, very fast. Uh, no, it, it's only NASCAR that does the like okay. the oval sh- sh- shape one. So these are like actual race tracks with like okay. ins and outs and left and right. Some of the tracks are like built and like mixed into the uh, and and stuff that they're in. Some are built out kind of at a separate location so it can be a whole like here is the the racing compound here's the whole Mm -hmm. circuit Um, there's one that I noticed I believe it's the F1 track in Abu Dhabi uh, has multiple courses like alternate routes on the track and they will like block them off or section them off depending on what one they're doing and like the lights will go on or off like based on on what version of the course um but i mean like I a race is generally pretty easy to understand fastest one mm. wins right like that's this must basically be why you all picked you need it. T- to know but there is interesting stuff about the cars and things of like oh here like you can see they're like the like back flap thing say, I'm not a car person, so I don't even know what all of these like parts are called or anything like that. I gotta like even that. look
1: at a picture of these cars
0: real high tech looking cars. Um, and uh, yeah, like they like they have this thing. I don't, I, I'm not gonna be able to explain this correctly. They have this system called a called a DRS i don't even know off the top of my head what that stands for but essentially from what i've gathered so far it is a, a thing that they can activate to give them like some extra horse power to be able to oh, pass the Nos. To someone it, it's it's not that but essentially <laughs> it's, right like it's the, it's the it's, same
1: narrative concept the, yes, like in the Fast yes. of the furious
0: yeah exactly exactly Um, but they can also use it defensively i think uh so that like if if you think someone is trying to go on the attack the attack and pass you you can hit the button so like you're a little bit faster Mm. and you can stay in front i don't know there's some interesting things uh in in that and then just a lot of uh drama and stuff behind this hey hey it's it's interesting to See that there are only 10 teams, only 20 drivers, and there's people competing. Like, as new drivers come into the sport and old mm-hmm. ones go out, they are like competing f- for seats of like who gets t- to race on what okay. team. Cause sometimes a really, really good driver can be stuck with a bad ca- car. Uh, and that means they don't do very well. Or sometimes they can t- take that bad c- car and actually do something good with it. Or sometimes a bad j- 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 driver can have a, a a a good car and just not know what to do with it. So things things can get interesting on the charac. Uh,
1: I. I did Google the cars. They do just look like what I was picturing, which are Hot yep. Wheels. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not <laughs> I do know typical, from Hot like, Wheels stock
0: cars that you see in NASCAR, but they are those, yeah, those like high tech looking racing cars. There.
1: I don't like that fast, they don't have roofs. I don't. I know they're wearing like space suits and helmets, but I don't like that their torsos are that exposed
0: oh yeah we've uh again like i've mentioned here on the show been watching drive to survive on netflix and there are some gnarly crashes um and and some some scary ones too (laughs) just like oh oh my god um
1: i i guess racing is the only sport where one of the players might suddenly catch on fire because i don't think that happens in football
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, spontaneous combustion typically does not happen. Um but uh yeah in in F1 and stuff like that. There there have been p- people that have gotten in wrecks and and passed away uh and stuff like that. Some um that like yeah, they're like the car ex- explodes on impact and there's fire and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it can be intense for sure a
1: a body count you know every time you turn on the tv somebody could die right in front of you in the sport you're watching yeah that's the
0: thing though is they they are always trying to improve the safety and if there is a particularly gnarly crash you know they do investigations on all, all of that and then see like okay hey do we need like can we fix something about the design of the cars that like we need to implement in this next year? So as uh, uh, something like this won't happen next year or like this particular thing that went wrong, can we fix that some 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 ha- how? Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. There you go.
1: Fast I learned ones. about a Funny. Japanese ghost storytelling contest that's named for some. Famous entertainer and storyteller. It's whatever that guy's name and name is, huh. is the name of the contest. It's the it's the somebody somebody grand prix. Okay. And I think it's so funny to name things that aren't races. A,
0: A grand, grand prix. prix. <laughs> well, God, if we just have like our our like our last podcast of the year is our podcasting grand prix. <laughs>
1: Than I like podcasting that. Podcasting Grand Prix of 2023. <laughs> right. It gives you a certain excitement level that other phrases like celebration or party or even extravagant don't. Right. Don't we need quite to re- capture.
0: read re- exactly. no more retrospective. It's a Grand no, Prix Grand from Prix. here on out.
1: <laughs> Right? Seven Our years year in, Grand time Prix. to change it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um I, yeah oh,
1: oh go so ahead I wanted to say that just speaking of cars going real fast tickets for Fast and the Furious 10 are already on sale that movie's like 3 months out Yeah
0: Yeah there you go speaking of tickets I also just got uh my tickets for
1: Ant-Man and the Wasp
0: next week oh. I'm excited See
1: I I do get my Marvel tickets as soon as they're announced which is like Maybe like a month, a month and a half out from the movie's opening date, but three months mm-hmm. out. I don't know if I've ever seen it that far out for a movie. Not since, like, The Phantom Menace. I, I, or I guess not like even then. You like... had to wait in line. You had to just wait in front of the AMC for right? 72 hours. And that's how you got into Phantom Menace. I feel
0: like certain bigger movies... can can go as early as 30 months out like i feel like avengers end game or like black panther would have been like 30 months out but i guess i'd never necessarily buy them right away so i do i don't know even
1: though i always go on like a saturday morning it's not a particularly like high traffic time but i like knowing that i have them it feels special to be like the first two like orange dots on the theater map like that's us (laughs) claimed those are We're number right now we're the only people in the theater
0: yeah um i was uh, gonna say let's do some of this uh pop culture news that we have on our um list here and then i guess the second half of the show can be all the stuff we've been watching and yeah. reading, stuff like that. All right. Good stuff. Let's see. We got uh, first up here. A live action Spider-Man Noir series is supposedly in the works at Amazon. Live action Spider-Man Noir. Uh, Melissa, Spider-Man Noir. We saw him in the uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider. Verse. I think that's where most people saw him. Um, I, there are comics with him in that he was, he existed before the like spider comics. They did a whole line of noir comics at Marvel. They did like X-Men noir, uh, like all sorts of stuff like that with some of them weren't so good, but, uh, Spider-Man noir by far was the like standout one there. How do you feel about a live action Spider Man Noir?
1: Good, sounds good. I'll I'll watch it. I'll be there. I don't I don't have many more thoughts.
0: <laughs> do do do? Is is Nick Cage the one that you want to to play him, or are you why up would, for? A why new... would it not
1: be Nick? I well, unless it's like Spider Man Noir Origins, and he's like a young Gumshoe, and it needs to be younger than Nick Cage. That I I understand, but maybe maybe he could narrate it. Maybe he's narrating it from the future, like uh, the Wonder Years or something.
0: I gotcha. There could be something like that. I just figured since it was live action, it probably wasn't going to be tied into the across the Spider-Verse stuff into the Spider-Verse stuff. So could see someone new stepping into that role there. Mm. which I think would be neat. Like that that one I I felt was actually a really really cool story uh that they had there yeah. and like neat alternate take on mm-hmm. Spider-Man man, that they had.
1: So I would love to hear and see Nick Cage again, but I I would also be interested in who else would play a Spider-Man noir. You don't often see actors really called as like that's a noir guy. You got to get him in black and white and a trench coat right now. So right. I want to know who that is. Who's on that list?
0: And and that that's the thing with with a noir style story, right? You either have the like a hard-boiled, grizzled, jaded detective who's o- older, right? Or or mm-hmm. you have the like the brand new, he's super shiny rookie yeah. detective that doesn't really know most of the ropes or you get both of them. Right. And you have the young yeah. upstart old and the old and guy who, who's just new like oh, hotness. I don't wanna deal with this guy, right? Uh which <laughs> I, I could still see Nick Cage in that older, like hard boiled detective <laughs> role. Hold I, on. I,
1: no, no. What we need, not necessarily from this, but from anything. What if you can be shiny and new at any age. What if you're oh, like sure. fifty years old and you've just, just realized to you know be a what? Detective. No, this is my life's calling. Yeah, I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I want to be a detective. I want to see the, like, happy-go-lucky rookie who's, like, old enough to eat the Denny's senior menu.
0: Right. Abs. Absolutely. I, I, I had a Grubhub driver today. Just the cutest old man. man. Oh. Uh, and, like, he brought my stuff. And waited for me to answer the door so he could hand it to me instead of like leaving it at the door, even though my instructions was just like, just leave it at the door, all that stuff. But I like my my first thought was just like, you're too old to be doing this, man. Go home like just like stay home. But then like afterwards, I was like, you know what? He's probably like. Like fully capable, he's like sharp. He can do all that. He just wants yeah. to get out and do something, right? Yeah, l- let him do something. So, so yeah, I'm where yeah. You maybe we can have the shiny new detective who gets his senior discounts at the movie theaters and right, <laughs> and, and then the, then local the grizzled designer, de- right, yeah.
1: <laughs> the grizzled detective is like 26. They were like Adam Brody and the kid detective, like they were a prodigy at this was, They got he was into a, it too he was early. was a
0: child. Detective. Yeah. And now he's, he's the 20-year-old grizzled detective.
1: <laughs> I somebody please we need this. that. Happen. Please, please give us a grizzled yes. youngin and a perky bright upstart scene. Oh my god,
0: that's amazing. That that like that would be awesome. I I would love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be so good. Um, but we got more news coming out of Amazon. Um Melissa, you might not be familiar with this one. I've never pitched it on the review show, but it because I've I've only read the first volume of this comic. And the second one took some time to come out. It it was out in a weird format. I ended up Mm. just not continuing with it. Uh, But Scott Snyder and Jock's comic Witches uh, is getting in. Animated series at Amazon, and why I think this is notable is because this is one of the scariest comics I've ever read.
1: Scary,
0: Um, yes, it is a uh, man. uh, Like it, it it is a story about witches, but witches not in the in the way that you typically know them. Um, And man, even like because I I read the first volume when it came out and he had an essay in the back of it of like how he came up with the idea for the story and it was just like growing up on his like family's property they lived on the woods and sometimes he would like spend time out in the woods and just how lonely it was out there and then Mm -hmm. just those those thoughts that you get while you're alone out in the woods that like did I see someone over there? Did, did I hear something like all of the stuff? And and man, it, it was it was one of the scariest comics I've read. Also because of Jock's artwork.
1: Yeah, I'm looking the, at it now. This is otherworldly.
0: It's it's very like heavy ink. There's a lot of black ink in in this. I think a lot of people would describe it uh kind of reductively as as scratchy right it, it looks real mm-hmm. real scratchy artwork but I, I think what works about the art is that there's a lot of like trying to decipher the artwork to be like did i see something in that artwork there like is is there Ooh. something kind of covered up by the black oh ink in, in this like it's 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 really neat um so
1: <laughs> i yeah. I googled this and Google's related searches sound like you wrote them because it's Nailbiter, Lock <laughs> yep. and Key and American yep. Vampire. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: Scott Snyder wrote American Vampire too. Oh, yeah, to, 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 right, to, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think uh, if
1: I've ever read any Scott Snyder. You're right. You, that
0: one. We did that okay. and he also did uh, the Court of Owls. Batman stuff. Thank
1: you. I... Mm -hmm. I'm at the level of comic book knowledge where when I hear a name, it's like, I know that is a significant name. I know I've heard that before and maybe I can get in like a house. Like I've heard that name tied to DC or I've heard it tied to Marvel, or maybe I can hear it tied to a hero, but I can't remember specific titles or if I have ever read that person's work.
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I've probably mentioned which is once or twice on the show somewhere but not as often as you know we're like oh hey it's jeff labir <laughs> good old yeah. jeff labir hall of Fame, whatnots, hall of famer jeff Lemire. right right <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, one, the only the one, one that's been like <laughs> in- in- inducted the into one name hall i of consistently
1: <laughs> remember jeff Lemire.
0: right yeah yeah um so i'm excited about that uh Also, because uh, on Twitter, he was like, hey, besides the animated series, uh, the comics for which is is coming back in a big Mm. way. So sounds like there will be some more of that. So good. Good on Scott Snyder and Jacques.
1: Excellent. I'm always happy for there's not a lot of animated horror content out there right now, uh, at least in the TV realm. So I, I look forward to it on that front.
0: Indeed. Melissa, have you ever watched Luther?
1: I have not. I know this is the British crime series yeah. starring Idris Elba. And mm-hmm. that's the end of anything I know about it. I don't know what Luther does. I don't know if that's his first name or his last name. I can't name the second person on the show after Idris Elba.
0: Um th- 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 yeah, it is a like crime detective show. Uh, They do those like real super short seasons Mm. um, where it's like, hey, it's a three episode season, but they're all like an hour and a half long ish. Or no, I I think the they did a weird thing where like the seasons as the show continued, the seasons got shorter and shorter (laughs) till they only had like a two episodes season. But I I, (laughs) died. digress um yeah he's he's a very troubled cop Mm. who it just kind of goes off and does his own thing often uh in like direct like button heads with the other people in his department to the point where they think like "Uh uh-oh did he like is he doing illegal things here did he Mm. do some stuff um and yeah he's he's had a real troubled past uh, but man, if if you want some good detective fiction, I highly recommend going to watch Luther. Um, his role in this is one of the reasons why people have suggested his name for like kind of the next James yeah. Bond um, actors. Um, so to which some people of like, you know what? No, just go watch Luther instead but I, I i don't think it was just announced it must have been announced previously cuz they they put out a new trailer for uh the newest luther movie uh which i mm-hmm. think might be the last thing like the last hurrah of uh, of this year but a a new trailer for the luther movie which is out uh february 24th in theaters uh and march 10th on netflix um
1: oh, like a glass onion yeah,
0: doing that sort of thing. So,
1: uh, and that's yeah, gonna be go. competing I'm, with Cocaine Bear,
0: right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> two very
0: different audiences, I think. <laughs> um But yeah, I I think they're they're putting a they're putting this one in theaters. I think to hopefully win some awards. I know Andy Circus is gonna be in this one. Um, Excellent. Stajaran, but but yeah, they they've had some fantastic stuff in in the Luther series. I highly recommend it. Go check it
1: cool. out. Cool. Good. To you know.
0: Know. That's all I have for the like pop culture news stuff that caught my eye this week. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Melissa, should we take a quick b- break for housekeeping? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh we'll be right back when when we come back we'll talk about all the stuff we've been reading and watching lately uh so with that said yeah housekeeping here we go we'll be right back here at the whatnots we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them so we would love it if you check them all out if you enjoy our shows patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to the whatnots.com store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Big shout out once again to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you a lot. It means thank a ton. You. Yeah. Uh, if you were at the $3 tier on our Patreon, uh, you can get access to our Pilots Club podcast this month. Uh, Puch- Puchinski is the pilot that we cover. Never made it to an actual TV show, uh, but the pilot is kind of one of those like infamous cult, uh, like, uh, Cult classic. I feel like no, I don't know. I, I do not the right know if there, word, but just like
1: I don't know um, if there's any cult audience around Puczynski. I don't know <laughs> if anybody truly loves Puczynski. They just repeat <laughs> it as a bit of pop cultural ephemera, like a test right, yeah. for other people to pass. Like, I, have you heard of Puczynski? <laughs> I
0: I I feel like in in the world of like TV show pilots, I I I would be like, yeah, that's a cult classic like you like you need to like (laughs) not not like you need to watch it but like like at least pop culture knowledge oh yeah but then again how big is the like the the like pop culture sphere of tv pilots right of i don't
1: know but i (laughs) I I, in my mind (laughs) i put It it in the same bucket as like the star wars holiday special uh the, the, the short-lived Woman musical <laughs> the short-lived musical crime procedural show Cop Rock just like oh, uh TV mysteries and disasters Puchinsky's up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one to talk about for sure. Uh more co- co- cool things that we have been up to here at the Whatnots of course on the Whatnots review show my goal this year has been to get more into sword and sorcery and kind of fill out that genre and because I really don't know what's in there. Stuff like that. Uh, so this p- past week on the review show, Melissa, you and I read uh, Red Sonia by Gail Simone. It was an 18 issue series, three volumes, all sorts of different adventures. Uh, that was a good fun one to talk about. Yeah. Uh, over on the Reactor Core, we have been doing our reactions to The Last of Us each week as they come out. Uh, a heads up on that, that because this yeah. is Super Bowl weekend, it, it normally airs Sunday night, but they are moving it back to f- Friday. So I guess by time this goes public, it will have already aired, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for our reaction To that a little bit earlier than it has been uh, the past couple weeks as well. And last but not least, here on the Captain's Log, last week we got to talk about all of the DC news, all of their films and stuff that they announced, all of their animated series and news on video games and movies and TV shows. It was good. It was fun. We had a blast. Mm -hmm. Good stuff there. But that's it for
1: housekeeping so Melissa what have you been watching what have you been up to Ah, uh, I have been re-watching or watching for the first time all the Scream movies I had seen the first two before nobody does that one's Home Alone he does that in Home Alone He nobody well, that, that, does that, that in Scream
0: the Scream the, the, the painting
1: you know I know like, I know <laughs> I just think it's funny that you know exactly, like, it's it one thing on in painting. Them, yeah. It's one thing in painting, but an entirely a different thing, thing in though. cinema. <laughs> Nobody does a scream face in scream.
0: Right. I guess yeah.
1: Ghostface <laughs> is kind of doing a scream face, but he never puts his hands up to his face. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen any of the screams? Have you screamed? I actually before? have not.
0: No. And, th- and that's because I'm not a big horror. <laughs> <laughs> For a person i've seen clips i know matthew leathered is in them mm-hmm. I, I i know the like phone like when they do the pop culture stuff that is like right. making fun of it i was like ah that's a reference I've, to scream
1: i've seen the trailer for scary movie i get this right yeah exactly, exactly. i <laughs> i thoroughly recommend checking out at least the first scream Uh, So far, all the screams I've watched, I have seen four of the five. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have to catch up on that fifth one that came out last year because I want to see this new sixth one that comes out next month, I think. Uh, They're all pretty solid, pretty consistent. I think the first one is really well formed on its own. You can definitely keep going after that, but watch that first one. And if you call it quits there, at least you will have done yourself the service of watching Scream. Uh, it's a it's a slasher horror and so there's a lot of like slicing and blood but i wouldn't say it's especially gory or I'd, i don't know if i've got a good barometer for scary i don't know if it's very scary i sure, think it's yeah. clever i think it's a really interesting meta narrative and it's a neat piece of kind of formative film history over like the last 30 years i think yes. it's definitely worth watching scream is that- of value
0: that is what I hear everyone say, right? All all this same stuff you just mentioned, and how it has like cemented itself in like cinema history and st- st- mm-hmm. st- stuff like that. It should pr- probably be on my list of shame, but I also didn't really look into any horror movies for my list of shame since I'm not a big horror person in mm-hmm. the first place. Uh, but yeah, that one should probably be on my list of list of shame. So.
1: I, I think you'd enjoy it. I've been having fun with these. Uh, it, it is a nice little mystery mm-hmm. through each one of them, because what's special about Scream is that in these other horror movie franchises like Freddy Krueger is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. The, Michael Myers is Michael Myers. Jason is They're Jason their own en-
0: entities. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Ghostface can be anybody. Sometimes it's multiple people. You've got a pair of killers that will like trade off and put on, you know, the black robes and the mask. Right. So it's a yeah. puzzle. Every movie. Every movie starts over with an entirely new culprit you have to identify. I think that's, that's cool. exciting. I one of the benefits to me about this franchise and possibly the slasher genre at large, I'd have to do more exploring. Is just running around in a suburban house. Just there's great like houses to look at in this series. In the third one, they go to Hollywood because there are killings on the set of a movie within Scream that is inspired by the events of Scream.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I like it. And
1: (laughs) the entire third act, they're running around this big opulent like la movie producers mansion they have to find like a secret screening room that's like you move a book on a bookcase like real batman 66 style and you oh, yeah. go into a screening room with like a big screen and velvet couches and like a little bar and it's very like to art deco like old hollywood it's so fun to have that be the set piece you run around in it's cool stuff
0: it's stuff is there any kind of merits to the other like the 2 through 5 i guess you haven't seen not five
1: yet. yet uh the first one i think came out in like 96 the sequel was like put out real quickly the next year 97 that one's set uh when the characters go to college so it's kind of like against like a fraternity sorority like college backdrop Mm -hmm. reminded me of like the Happy Death Day movies. The third one was in like 2000. That's the Hollywood one. And then they didn't make Scream 4 until like 2011. So then that's very like social media focused. Mm -hmm. It is actively aware of itself as a reboot of the previous Scream trio. And it's very meta, not just about horror movies, but about horror movie reboots specifically interesting Uh, same with the third one the third one's very aware that it is the third part in a trilogy like i know if you know anything about scream like in the first movie they're like you have to follow the rules of the horror movie or you're going to die like don't drink don't have sex don't say i'll be right back those are all sure to kill you like that
0: listen to the one that says let's split up gang
1: (laughs) (laughs) like that theme continues throughout the series in different ways uh so, yeah, I'm excited to see Scream 5, which is coming after Scream 4, after like another like 12 year gap. And I've heard that one's more of a take on like the contemporary elevated horror. I don't know, your, your get outs and your hereditaries and some such. So
0: oh, in- inter- I look interesting. forward to okay. it. Okay. That's cool.
1: And I want to see the sixth one in a theater, like going to see a slasher movie in a theater. Sounds like a real fun time. I don't want this to be a home view. I'm going out there.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Melissa, I have to ask you this. Did you also go see Knock at the ca- Cabin?
1: I did. I knocked. They yeah, answered. tell me about it. I enjoyed it. It's a pretty well put together, shot really wonderfully, but then that's my favorite thing about every M. Night movie. Like, even if you're not wild about what the story is, I I think it's... Pretty well put together from, like, a technical, like, visual storytelling standpoint. That's mm-hmm. as strong as ever here. It's a really nice companion piece with Old. I so don't I really to want to talk about... Like,
0: what is, is there, like, and not a correlation, but is this better than Old? Would you, like... It, how, what's the kind of conversation between the two there?
1: Um, The two of them have... Kind of a similar theme. And I don't if I talk more about it, it's going to kind of give away the twist at the end of old. Mm. You haven't seen old yet, right? Nope. I don't. I don't want to talk too much more about it, because the thing I want to talk about, it's like pretty prevalent, pretty early on in knock at the cabin, but really doesn't show up for a while in old. So okay. I'm going to head off on that. But I'll tell you, it's interesting that these two movies were made back to back with each other. They really feel like opposite sides of a coin in some ways. Okay,
0: that's cool. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, I do have to ask you this because we have a little little, little bit bit of a segment that we can do uh, here with this. So, Melissa, let's dive into Yankee Goes to Hollywood. Melissa, you just went to go see Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan's Mm. new movie that movie was turned into a candle what would it smell like
1: uh strawberry shortcake oh mm. maybe like kind of like a spicy like kind of like taco smell or something you get some like some cumin some cayenne or something in there mm, okay. and maybe just like a little bit of like a citronella bug spray
0: interesting Interesting. Now I'm I'm, I'm tra- tra- trying to extrapolate what this movie is about based on that.
1: I don't know people? if these are helpful. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Only that they are
1: out in the woods. That represents woods. Like there's sure, no yeah. larger purpose to that. I'll tell you one bit in this movie I really enjoyed. It's right at the beginning. If you've seen the trailers, you can easily extrapolate from this. Dave Batista approaches the little girl who's staying mm-hmm. at this cabin. He's trying to get to know her. He's talking to her about like the bugs she's collecting in a jar out there in the woods. And he's asking her questions like, and he asks her, what's your favorite movie? And she says, Kiki's Delivery Service. And then Dave Bautista says, very seriously, very sincerely, I'll have to check that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'll put that on my list
1: right like he takes that as seriously as he takes his world saving mission in this movie like if we save the world if we get out of this alive first i will watch kiki's delivery service there
0: you go good stuff good stuff um so i i've been watching a few things i've been catching up on comics uh and Mm -hmm. stuff like that first thing i want to mention is that Sometimes on the review show, Melissa, you and I like to have themes of what we pitch, yeah. like maybe it's all detective stories where there's the hard-boiled detective and the hot new one, right? The new mm. hot one. The, new, the Who knows? Uh, right. But, but we, we have some theme. There's a couple I've had in the back of my mind that I'm like waiting for the right moment or – I I have like one thing that fills out the theme, and it'd be a great theme, but I don't have like two other things to mm-hmm. like build that. So I don't know what to do, 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 do with it yet. I almost pitched Flashpoint Beyond. Ah, uh-huh. do you know what I mean when I say Flashpoint Beyond?
1: no we already read flashpoint is flashpoint beyond the same comic but it's printed with like 3d ink and it comes with like those little flat blue and red glasses yeah with holographic on, it's like covers no. <laughs> wow flash is coming right at me
0: uh no flashpoint beyond is technically the sequel to flashpoint mm. um and i because uh, it when when we read the flashpoint comic for the the review show, uh, you, you ended up, I think, really liking some of the characters in there, or like some of the concepts that were introduced there. Like, oh, this Superman who's been in captivity his whole life, and he's like skinny and 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 sh- stuff like that. Um, but one of the things for like comic audiences at large that that has stuck Mm -hmm. from the flashpoint universe is thomas wayne batman yes his character has somehow made it out of the flashpoint he's been brought into multiple stories uh and stuff like that and yeah there is now technically a sequel to flashpoint um and i was like oh man how cool would it be if i got to pitch like sequels to things that we've covered and like have flash point beyond uh beyond uh, on that but knowing it was a comic event book i was like let me read this first just so Uh i know like in it like it, can i only read the event book or do i need some extra t- tie in to kind of f- figure it out uh i read the event book i have to say i loved it i thought it was fantastic um melissa i think you would be lost i think you okay. would like you would be like i don't understand a single <laughs> thing that's happening in I... in this
1: Thank you for testing this, like a parent putting a little <laughs> bit of baby milk on the back Making of their hand, to sure it's not too hot. yet yeah. to make sure it's not too hot. <laughs> God, because I gotta tell you, all I remember from Flashpoint is real skinny, kept inside Superman, and I think like Wonder Woman and uh, uh and Aquaman were fighting in like yep. drowned London, just on the top of London because it's all underwater. I don't remember anything anymore, so I'd be extra lost. Even if I had flashpoint, like clearly in my mind, still.
0: Here's here's the thing: if if they had like, because there's like the a plot and the b plot of what's g- g- going on, and then there's the the mystery of like how is Thomas Wayne back? Like he died at the end of like that. Yeah, universe is not supposed to exist, and that's kind of how the book starts: is he like wakes up and is like conscious that like I shouldn't be here. This world shouldn't exist. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um and and so there is this like meta mystery of just like how is this still going? What's happening here? Um but the 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 the, the, the bits of the story that I think are more so the continuation of Mm-hmm. The, like that flashpoint, yeah, universe. I think you would actually like, but then just it's mixed with like DC, like deep DC history and lore. And they got to like a, a whole issue that was just like, let's explain some of the crisis lore and this stuff, crisis on infinite earth, that final. <laughs> Crisis, this, and I was just like, "Oh, I I love this stuff. Give me more. This See, is amazing." But I, I was like, "Melissa you. would hate this. She she'd I, be I so lost."
1: <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I I am at the knowledge level with DC Comics where I've heard all of these words. I know the phrase "Crisis on Infinite Earths." I know yeah. it was this massive crossover event in like the late '80s or early '90s. But if you asked me, Melissa, specifically describe what the crisis was. I can't do it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that is a OK. So, yeah, I, 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 I at least I got to mention that to you to be like, I almost p- 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 pitched this. <laughs> Thank you but uh, yeah no (laughs) that wouldn't have worked (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i uh, some other comics that i do want to mention that i think one day might pop up on the Mm -hmm. review show uh i read a book called batman killing time uh which is by tom king who did the vision uh, which we also read on the review show.
1: I now also remember Tom King's name. He's the second name in my mental list after Jeff Lemire. <laughs> with, hall of
0: Famer Jeff Lemire with honorable mention, Tom King.
1: <laughs> we can have two. We can add people. <laughs> it's not we, only can, Jeff. We can. Uh,
0: <laughs> but uh, that was a really, really interesting book because I, like... That's the thing to to give the premise of the book is kind of to spoil it. So okay. I, I'm debating on like saying like who the main villain is in this book. They have have you read or seen the Watchmen movie?
1: Yes. So
0: so you 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 know the the like the the bits where Doctor Manhattan is like. It's 8.59 and I am on yeah. Mars and over that yeah. night, like two hours <laughs> la- later, J- Janie is, you know, at the supermarket with this and she's buying pickles and, you know, yeah. uh, the, the, the whole book is basically that where it's like at this exact time this thing is <laughs> happening exactly 13 miles southwest of here Ooh. this thing is <laughs> happening and like okay. you just see it's hard to t- tell exactly what's going on through most of it until the end of the book and then it, it's like oh this all makes sense okay okay i get it um and it, it it's just it's a really neat kind of format to that story and i i I highly recommend it um so that was batman killing time uh and the other thing i want to mention is another batman story 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 batman the night this one's written Mm -hmm. by chip zadarsky uh
1: oh yeah another name i know
0: yep indeed um so it Chip Zdarsky is writing, uh, I believe, the main Batman book for DC right now, if I'm not mistaken, um, or is about to or something like that. But he did this 10 issue minis Harry's uh, kind of before he got on on the book as like, hey, it's not the like main title, but I think it was more so like a setup for some of the stuff in his run, as well as to Go back and kind of retell an origin story for some of the things that have happened in the more recent runs here. There's a new Batman character that uh James Tinian uh, in mm-hmm. put uh, in his Batman run called Ghost Maker. Um, and we've we've heard mention of his origin and stuff like that. But we haven't got to see it yet. So. This is a Batman origin story, but it's not the like, oh, and then they went to go see Zorro and then they walked down that fateful alley. and But it's not that this is the story of what happens when he leaves Mm -hmm. Gotham for those 10 or 15 years ish. Like all of the masters that he trains uh, under and like who he learns all his detective techniques and his fighting styles uh, under. Um, and it also kind of gives an origin story to this guy, Ghostmaker, who goes by the name Anton. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I loved this book. I highly recommend it. I think if you're, uh, if you want something a little bit different from Batman where he's not like he, he he is not Batman yet. Like he's not in the Batman costume. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think. This is an interesting one to check out for sure. So,
1: Kyle, I Knight? googled, is Zorro in the public domain? And it seems that so. at least some Zorro is. or At least yes. it should be now. So I'm wondering, is there ever a Batman comic where like, he fixates on Zorro, like Zorro becomes like one of the symbols of his parents' death. And then he like hallucinates Zorro. Like, does Batman ever fight Zorro? Like... If we hadn't gone to see you, my parents would still be alive. There's,
0: um, uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there is a character that is more Zorro-like in mm-hmm. the DC universe. And I feel like he's a villain. I don't remember. And I don't no, remember I, his name.
1: I, I want <sighs> Batman to fight the guy from the movie he went to see the night his parents died. I'm not talking about, is there a guy with a mask and a sword? I want Batman to literally fight, not Joe Chill, <laughs> but like the character from the movie. Zorro. I want I want him to walk into the movie like Purple Rose of Cairo and like beat up Sorrow. <laughs>
0: Um, no, not that I know of. And I I don't think they're there I I there has to be some crossover out there, like Batman V Zorro, uh, or or some like six-issue mini series published out there. Cause they've they've done a few um crossovers like that. They've done like Batman Meets the Ninja Turtles or Yeah. Uh, stuff like that so there i feel like there has to be uh yeah
1: but the ninja turtles aren't a symbol of trauma and loss like i'm not i don't want them to maybe once they did legitimately intersect oh here we go
0: What, what issue is this uh if this is the brave and the bold issue 121 uh batman and zorro Batman's biggest inspiration has become his greatest enemy.
1: Why? <laughs> okay, that's a start.
0: Pull this up on screen so y'all can see this.
1: Bam.
0: There we go. Batman and Zorro. That's kind of wild. Brave and the bold. Um, that's I I. I don't know if there's really been much of a crossover beyond that, though. Um, but there you go. There you go. Uh, last but not least, Melissa, I've also been chugging along in like clearing out all the shows that I want to watch on Netflix uh, Uh and stuff like that. I've watched a few from a number of different countries, but there's one that I think you would enjoy uh, and one that may again one day pop up on the review show because it's a courtroom drama. This is called The Trial, uh, and it is an Italian courtroom ah! drama. Um, we
1: haven't watched anything from Italy before.
0: Exactly, and I know you've been wanting to go, 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 go to some different countries. We've not stopped in and, and see, like, hey, what mm-hmm. do you guys got over over here? Uh, so I feel like that would be a double whammy, right? Where it's like, yeah. it's Italian and it's a courtroom drama? Cool. Um yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a real quick six episodes, um, a great mystery on like what is ha- happening. It's not a detective thing like they're not out there doing that, but it's all in the qu- courtroom about mm-hmm. like their their, argu- their arguments and putting the witnesses under pressure to see if they will say something or not say something right. Um it it there is some heavy stuff because again it is a crime mm-hmm. uh, sh- sh- show, but uh yeah I it 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 is one that I would recommend if you're wanting a good courtroom drama the trial on nice. Netflix.
1: Okay, interesting. Good to know that's out there. I wanted to ask you, have you watched any of Poker Face yet?
0: I have not, but I've been seeing people talk about it.
1: I've watched the first three episodes so far. I, I really like it. I'm having a lot of fun. I like this cool. sort of journeyman mystery of the week. Everything's like absolutely a little standalone treat. Cool.
0: That's fun. It, what's that on? Is that on Paramount? That's on Peacock.
1: Peacock. I It's on Peacock. Okay. I ask you now because I believe you also have Peacock for the length of our Fast and Furious series.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I actually got a like a year long thing of Peacock back in November for the Macy's Day parade. They had a special where it was uh, it was 12 bucks for a whole year. It was just a dollar a month. So I was like, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely.
1: Now you get to watch all of these juicy mysteries.
0: There you go. Yeah, I've been hearing good things. What what's the premise of that one
1: uh there's a woman who works as a cocktail waitress in a casino and she has the ability to always know when people are lying
0: uh, and okay. she
1: used to like absolutely fleece people in poker games in the past and this casino owner caught her and was like i i've realized what it is that you can do work for me you're never going to gamble in this town again but i'm not going to like Turn you into the police, or like tell you know people yeah, it's, it's not like
0: you you were yeah. like physically cheating. You just have this right. uncanny ability yeah. that m- makes it like impossible yeah. to yeah.
1: And, and this is a really premise. It's just like backdrop, but in the first episode, one of her coworkers at the casino is dies, and she figures out that it's a murder. She nails the culprit, and mm. then this ends up with the owner of the casino being on her tail and so she's on the run she's she's like trying to live off the grid like in episode two i think she takes a bunch of cash cash out of the atm knowing they can track track me back to this atm so i have to get out of this town within like this time limit to make sure we don't cross paths so just as she's driving across the u.s like trying to escape trying to get out of the way to wander into a small town and like take some like little job and Encounter another murder and another mystery to solve, and all she's got is that she knows when people are lying. She's like no other skills. She's not prepared for this at all. She's got one thing that she can do perfectly well. That
0: that really, in the best way possible, feels like the story engine. Is that right? It 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 feels like a much older show it feels like the incredible hulk where he is on the run and so goes from town to town but in each town he ends up helping someone or stuff something Mm -hmm. like that so each each little town she stops in she solves a mystery right but she has to be on the run and
1: (laughs) yeah it feels very much like columbo right down to the fact that you have just got natasha leone's voice Nobody in the world sounds like her. She sounds like from another age. That's like awesome. this is a show I I think is an easy sell to parents. Parents cool. would love it.
0: Parent approved. Good, mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. Not
1: not approved yet. It's theoretically <laughs> approved. I've yet to show it to my parents. I'm just pretty Target sure. Target audience. They like it. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> parents. Good stuff. Uh, well, that's all I got for the captain's log mm-hmm. this week. Uh, So I think we can start wrapping things up here. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkieWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember.
0: There you go. What have you guys been doing on that show recently? Uh, I don't think you've mentioned. A, no, a we've we've, one. we've
1: kind of been in a hiatus. Like we, ah, okay. The last episode we recorded, I think, is like still in the editing process. We don't know when we're going to release it. We we did take a bit of a hiatus, like over the holidays, which we did last year. Now we're I thinking gotcha. we're only going to do it once a month instead of twice a month, just so that we can do it more consistently like there will be fewer episodes but we won't need to take long breaks between different stretches of them Uh, it's in the works yeah i'll let you know when our next new episode comes out
0: oh yeah that sounds good um, well, if you guys want to follow me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, of course we are at the Whatnots. Uh, so please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, we got some more videos over there for you all to check out, which would also help us out a bunch. But this has been number 222 of the WhatNots Captain's log. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.